Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Real Estate Coaching Radio. Um, special thank you to all of you for making us the number one business radio station on Blog Talk Radio and also making us the number one listen to real estate coaching radio show. We really appreciate it. I mean, honestly, guys, we have accomplished the goal we set out for ourselves at the beginning of this year. Thanks to all of you. And so a sincere thank you. Um, we are going to do a show today that is near and dear to our hearts because it's something that um, frankly, we've been we bring up frequently to all of our coaching students, and we have brought up several times. As a matter of fact, I think it was actually the first radio show we did at the beginning of this year about safety. Now, some of these things seem like they're kind of like, oh God, Tim and Julie are going to be talking about safety. Now they're going to tell me to look twice before I cross the road. No, not that kind of safety. Well, maybe that. Kind Unless of you don't. <laughs> Unless, of you course, should. you don't. That's right. And for those of you who are in other parts of the country, or other parts of the world, rather, remember in England you look the different direction than, say, for example, if you're in the United States crossing the road. But if you've never been to England, you won't get the joke. In any event, the moral of the story here is is there is a organized effort to do what exactly needs to be done in our industry and have minimum standards that are reinforced, uh, if not enforced, by the real estate establishment, specifically National Association of Realtors, and then ultimately the individual brokers. Uh, someone has done a really fantastic job of putting together a pledge, a realtor safety pledge, and we're going to share that with all of you today and give you information on how you can participate in that. Uh, and frankly, the whole um, – it's ridiculous. The number of realtors that are getting uh, assaulted and murdered, um, it's unprecedented. And it's, it just has to stop, and it has to stop when all of us as individual practitioners say enough is enough, and that's what today's radio show is going to be about. Now, before we get to that topic – um, I want to let all of you know, because of popular request, we're going to be doing one radio show tomorrow about all the ways you can over, overcome buyer and seller holiday objections. Uh, the seller's objection to hold it off the market until you know the spring, and the buyer's objection not to move during the holidays, all those types of things. So we're going to, we're going to create a list of objection handlers for all of you to use. So make sure you listen in tomorrow, and then, of course, like always, please do share the radio show. I'm always thrilled to see how many of you are sharing on Facebook and LinkedIn and all that good stuff. So do what we do what you can to help us get the word out. Now, guys, more great information coming out about housing, uh, more things to reinforce the fact that we are indeed, as we have been um, promising all of you guys, the very beginning stages of what's going to be probably realistically a 10-year real estate boom. If you are not personally or have not this, thus far this year experienced a boom in your own real estate business, well, it's time for you to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Uh, the radio show is going to be going to the next level in the next probably couple of weeks. We're going to be improving the sound quality. We're going to be changing the websites. We're going to be getting some official sponsors. 
um, we're going to be launching another website called Tim and Julie Harris Reviews, and that site is where we're going to allow you guys to review all the companies that are in the business of selling you stuff. So all the CRMs and the drip email campaigns and the lead sellers and the everybody else in between. Um, it is a confusing jumble of information out there trying to discern the good from the bad from the indifferent. So that's what the aim of that new website is going to be, Tim and Julie Harris Reviews. Uh, we're in the process now of completing the site. It's going to be content driven by you guys. So I'm going to ask all of you that when you have a good experience, a bad experience, or an indifferent experience, I want you to post that experience on the website. And uh, the hard part now is really uh, capturing all the information about all the companies. There's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies now that are in the business of selling you guys stuff. And I really can't imagine why you wouldn't feel overwhelmed with given all these choices. Back when Julie and I got in, our real estate, in the real estate business, there were two CRMs. <laughs> there, was two, there was what, top producer, and the other was, I don't even think they're in business anymore. Yeah. Um, but top yeah, you remember, Julie? There was like, there weren't a lot of choices. Yeah. No. Yeah, and now I bet you just in the CRM space alone, there are 50, I bet you, small, medium, and large ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, sometimes the small ones have the advantage over the big ones, as a, for example. So the review site that we're going to be launching against, I think it might be live now or it will be soon, Tim and Julie Harris Reviews.com. That is, is going to be uh, for you guys. You guys need to go up there and share your experiences. Um, and then we're going to do a radio show this week on what are the minimum standards. And Mr. Ventura, please write this down uh, so I don't forget. What are the absolute minimum standards that you should be having when working with any third-party company to help you build your real estate business? I am so tired of hearing from all of you guys about getting bamboozled and signing six-month contracts, and always six-month contracts, to sell some sort of Ethernet, you know, like in it might work, or some Etherware is what I meant to say. It might work, it might not work, but hey, they got you to sign a six-month contract, and now you're stuck. I mean, there's everybody, it seems like, out there is trying to get you guys to whip out your credit cards over a cold call and to agree to some sort of, you know, really onerous one-sided contract. So we're going to go through a list of what you should be demanding um, before you obligate yourself to any kind of agreement like that. You know, remember, we don't use contracts. And I personally think uh, if you guys are shopping for a coaching company in particular, if you agree to a contract where you're going to pay that person for six months, 12 months, whatever, without really knowing what you're getting, without having any sort of escape clause if you don't like what you're getting, that's just insane. So it just doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't do that with any other kind of professional providing a coaching service. There, you wouldn't do that even with your cable company. You don't do that with your cell phone company anymore, at least I hope you don't. I mean, T-Mobile doesn't charge contracts. So the reality of it is, is you guys need help uh, going through all the different vendors that are out there now. And I think that's what, you know, that is what the goal of Tim and Julie Harris Reviews.com is, and we're going to do a, a radio show on that and probably come up with like five to seven questions that you need to be asking. And if the company doesn't uh, answer the questions, those questions to your satisfaction, then you should not be working with them. Right, Jules, anything interesting you'd like to share before we get to today's topic? No, I mean, I'm excited for all of our agents who have already met or exceeded their goals. I, for my per- personal one-on-one clients, we always set a goal of meeting or exceeding by Thanksgiving because that gives mm. you more to be grateful for and it gives you a <clears> lot of freedom in December to do your additional prospecting, marketing, business plan, polish your pre-listing package, update your pre-listing package, all of those things 
you got the freedom to do that instead of freaking out, oh, my gosh, when am I going to close in December? So kudos to all of you guys who are meeting or exceeding your goals, either on time or ahead of time. That's why you do things like the treasure map. Just had to get that in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, treasure map, for those of you who don't know, is internal uh, code vernacular for your business plan. And you absolutely should be working on your business plan this, this time of year. But, you know, I'm going to throw this out just since Julie brought up the business plan. Everybody's telling you guys to do business plans this time of year. And let's just be honest, you did one this time of year, or last, last year this time of year, and what happened to that business plan? It kind of got crap canned. Because the reality of it is, is what's a business plan if it doesn't actually, if you don't have any real, if, this, if it's just you filling in blanks, there's not any real thought behind it. So that's the whole point of free coaching calls for agents.com to help you guys get your head screwed on straight. In essence, that 30-minute call, especially this time of year, will act as your business plan for 2015. So just uh, do keep that in mind. So we're going to take a quick commercial break as I go grab another cup of coffee. And when we come back, we're going to be uh, providing you guys information on um, this new realtor safety pledge, which I strongly encourage all of you to agree to. So we're going to take a real quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about that topic. Are you ready for 2015? Do you have a plan in place to make it your best year ever? Or are you still struggling in your career and waiting for your ship to come in? You can make this your best year ever, but only if you take control of your career and create an action plan for success. Join thousands of top producing agents across the nation who have turned to Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching to help them achieve top producing production and performance. Coaching works, and that's a fact. 10% 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. Coaching and training is a critical part of a successful real estate career, but don't just take our word for it. Here's what Steve Brown, the president of the National Association of Realtors, had to say. Well, I'll tell you why it's critical. There are some brokers who, when they hire, they hire indiscriminately. They just don't even look at the training or they don't provide the training and the education that a new agent needs in in the marketplace. As a real estate agent, you've got to associate yourself with a firm that's dedicated to your professionalism and your growth. And then the services like a personal coach, like Tim, you and Julie do. There are very few real estate people like you so personally and passionately involved in our industry. And um, thank you for, for what you do for our industry. Both of you are a wonderful voice for all that's best in the realtor organization in our industry. So I thank you. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need a coach. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today. Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. We provide you with industry-leading one-on-one coaching with a trained professional coach, along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your local real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action and visit us at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call with a trained real estate professional. There's no risk and no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's marketplace. 
Visit FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com to get started. Again, that's FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Okay, we're back. So, Jules, why don't you just jump right in? By the way, guys, the inspiration for this article, um, I'm sorry, the inspiration for this radio topic comes from uh, Inman News Features. Uh, We get a lot of, uh, you know, we work a lot with a lot of the uh, content providers on Inman. You guys have heard a lot of them interviewed and such. So, this particular article, like I said, I think is really important that all of you guys share with, and this radio show you share with every single agent you know. It is absolutely critical that we take the safety issue, um, it's beyond issue at this point, it's, it's really almost a crisis that we take this seriously. And, and guys, I don't know why there's been this spike in crime against realtors. It's, I, I just don't get it. It seems like it's getting worse. I don't mean to scare you, but at the same time, you should be scared and you should be taking precautions. So without any further delay, Jules. Okay, perfect. So again, this is from Inman News, and the title of it is, Agents and Brokers Commit to Not Show Homes to Strangers. In the wake of the kidnapping and murder of Arkansas real estate agent Beverly Carter, more than 350 agents so far and brokers have signed a Realtor Safety Pledge promising to limit certain behaviors that could potentially put them in harm's way. The pledge was created by Dylan DeBruin and Joe Schaffbuch, the broker owners of 90-agent firm Century 21 Signature Real Estate in central Iowa. DeBruin was a former employer and personal friend of Ashley Oakland, a 27-year-old agent shot and killed while holding an open house in West Des Moines, Iowa in 2011. Despite discussion about safety policies and open house practices after Oakland's death, it would appear that nothing fundamental has changed in our marketplace, or anywhere else for that matter, to change our industry practices to better protect our agents, DeBruin wrote in an open letter to the real estate community earlier this month. Because we all feel the need to compete in an open market for the limited pool of leads that exist, We tolerate reckless lead incubation and showing practices that we would never encourage our daughters and wives to practice. Our agents place themselves in precarious positions only because they know that if they don't, someone else will. Training one's own agents how to be safe while conducting showings in open houses are only band-aids to a larger industry-wide issue, DeBruin said. What we must change is the fact that we accept as normative the idea that any agent should even entertain the idea of meeting a client at a property without first meeting at the brokerage office or facilitating some sort of initial screening. Those who signed the Realtor Safety Pledge, which is open to agents, brokers, and members of the public, Pledge to do seven things. So, Tim, I'll jump into that unless you want to uh, comment so far. Nope, go for it. Okay, perfect. So, again, these are the seven bullet points for the Realtor Safety Pledge. And honestly, guys, there's no reason not to take the pledge. So pay attention to these seven points. They're pretty easy to follow. First, under no circumstances, show a home to a stranger without first meeting them at the office or asking them to submit identification. Next, educate my clients that open houses are a safety concern for both the homeowner and myself. Limit open houses as a marketing strategy and or make prudent and safe decisions about my open house marketing efforts. Next on the pledge, follow my intuition and not step into situations that I feel uneasy about. Next bullet point, use the buddy system whenever I'm unsure or uneasy about a showing or a meeting. Make myself available to my fellow agents using a showing buddy system should they, ever, should they ever feel the need to take someone along or feel unsafe. And last, seriously consider the nature of my personal marketing and its potential impact on my safety. 
So De Bruin doesn't want to stop there. In his letter, he proposed that every broker and manager implementing stringent showing practices reconsider specifics on open houses and co-fund a market-wide campaign to retrain consumers to have more realistic and safe expectations of agents. So I'll stop right there for a second, Tim. You know, what I was thinking is this is what should have been going on all along, and it's also a great excuse to do a buyer presentation in your office. And for some of you, it's a new thought doing listing presentations in your office. So this is well, just a great I mean, excuse to do it. <laughs> when Julie and I were in the uh, agent team business, yes, we did that. That's how we know it doesn't work. So when we tell you, you know, forming teams is not always the best thing to do. It's from personal experience. Uh, and when we were in the brokerage business, uh, we always told agents to set appointments with buyers the first time at your office. The problem comes in from the agents that are basically Pop-Tart agents, as our uh, beloved mm -hmm. mentor Howard Britton used to say. And a Pop-Tart agent is just that, an agent that basically will get a call, a lead, come show 123 Elm Street, and because that agent has no control of their schedule, it's not very professional, and blah, 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 fill in the blank, not very nice thing uh, to say with regards to you know being a Pop-Tart agent. They don't really pre-qualify. They don't actually find out if the buyer's been pre-approved. They don't find out anything about the buyer. They just get up and go. Those are the folks that we need to be counseling as an industry saying that is not the way to do business anymore. Now, there's, a, there's an interesting flip side to this. This is what Howard always used to say. If you're that Pop-Tart agent, what are you really telling that potential buyer or seller about you? You're saying, I am not professional. You say, I do not value my time. You're saying, I didn't have anything better going on. You're saying that I have no system. You're saying all these negative things. So the irony of being an agent who's not uh, willing to sign this pledge or at least live by the standards that De Bruin lists out is that you're causing yourself to not do it, have as many transactions. Think about it like this. If you had to find a really great vet, you know, you're in search of a great vet for your beloved dog, and um, you are the first call you make is to a guy who answers, you know, it's Bill's vet clinic, and you call, and vet, you know, sure enough, Bill answers the phone, and Bill says, heck, yeah, bring the dog by. I got nothing else going on, or better yet, I'll come by and pick up the dog. Or you know what? Even better, I'll do it at your dining room table, whatever the procedure is, you see? Mm -hmm. So when we act unprofessional by not having minimum standards, by not having a system that we require all leads to follow, then, yeah, we might lose some leads, there's no doubt, but at the end of the day we'll gain some more because people are realizing they're dealing with professionals. If you do get some sort of erratic buyer who is really pressing you to you know, show me this house now or you know, I'm going to call somebody else, they're probably crappy buyers uh, that aren't, you know, frankly, you shouldn't be wasting your time with. Now, there's several ways to go about checking out a buyer before you start working with them. The way we always counseled our agents and now our coaching clients to do it is you literally require the first meeting with a buyer to be at your office. Then you can give them a brief buyer's agent's presentation, and everyone in one of our coaching programs, you guys have access to that buyer's agent's presentation. It explains to the buyer all the advantages of working with you, know, you as a buyer's agent. Then in addition to that, it uh, asks them to sign a, an exclusive buyer agency agreement. That's the whole point of the presentation. Just like in a listing presentation, you ask them to sign an exclusive from the listing side. So in the buyer's agency uh, presentation, it's just the opposite. It makes sense, right? Now, if they won't make the appointment, they're not serious. If they, won't, if they don't show up, they're not serious. If they're not willing to meet you at the office, they're just not serious. The only exception I would give to that, well, maybe there's a couple, is if the buyer lead is a referral from an actual like referral company, not one of these dingbat online referral companies, 
but maybe like somebody else with inside your real estate network or some other realtor that you trust. Or it's a referral, obviously, from a center of influence past client. In addition to that, if it's a referral from a loan officer or if a loan officer has already checked that buyer out. The bottom line is, you know, just like De Bruin said, and you know, I, I, honestly, I was listening to Julie read it, and I was thinking how elegantly this guy wrote this, um, his comments. Really, at the end of the day, for you not to have minimum standards in your business, for you not to basically, if you're in a leadership position in this industry, for you not to demand that agents stop just being pop tart agents, uh, you really are. If I, you know, propose this to you guys from a financial perspective, you have a tendency to listen more, right? But you really are harming your company, harming your personal brand, uh, in that you do leave this taint of unprofessionalism. Julie, does that make sense? It does, and I would even take it to the next level that those agents that act like Pop-Tart agents are the same ones who end up complaining about their demanding clients who expect them for the rest of the transaction to be Pop-Tart agents, right? They expect you to go to all of your inspections. They expect you to call them immediately back. Otherwise, they freak out that they're being blown off. You're training them to do that to you by starting the relationship, by just popping up whenever they ask you to. And Tim, to your point, a vet doesn't do that. There's nobody else in business that does that. If you want to fly from L.A. to New York, you don't call Delta and say, fire up the jet, I'll be over. No, you have to comply to their flight schedule. You don't call your dentist and say, you know what, i got a toothache. I'm going to come over and you know, I'll, I'll be at your door in a few minutes. Nobody acts like that except agents. So let's cut that out both for safety purposes and for time management purposes as well. This, really, this issue actually touches all aspects of your real estate practice. It just starts. Well, Julie, let's keep it. Let Julie, let's keep it real, okay? So agents yeah. out there in the field, you know, that are under financial pressure, they get some great sounding lead sure. on the phone. It's very, very tempting just to say, "Screw it, I'm going to go show the house." I mean, everybody's done that. That's in the real estate business. Well, you get excited. So, it's a new lead. You. So, how do you slow your roll in that particular example and get the seller and get that prospective buyer who might even have a house to sell, for that matter? How do you get them to understand the importance of you know, following some sort of formalized process? Let's just say this is a straight-up you know, brand-new lead to you, but, man, this person sounds great. They're calling on one of your listings. Mm-hmm. It's just the exact thing that you've been hoping for. Here it is, November. Wouldn't it be sweet to have a double-ended transaction for December? So it's very tempting to have no standards and be a Pop-Tart agent. How would you mm-hmm. convince that prospect that that's not the way you do business? What would be your tactics? I'll get you started. Well, the first – yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll make it, I'll, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. So the first one sure. would be have your lender check them out. Have your lender yeah. actually get the Social Security number. Have the lender actually, um, you know, basically check the guy's credit. Have them find out. Them. Pre-qualify them, right. Okay, so your turn. Yeah, well, so I'm going to ask more specific questions using the pre uh, – here's an idea. Actually use pre-qualification scripts for both buyers and sellers asking more about their particular situation. Which home in the area do they need to sell first? Or are they thinking about selling, right? Tell me more about your situation. Especially for my newer agents that have never used scripts, just say, tell me more about your situation. Ideally, when would you like to be moved by? Because right there, if they say, well, in the next six months or so, well, there's no reason to go pop up. and Whatever you show them, they're not even ready to buy. Okay, So make good decisions by asking good questions. So I think it starts by the second you determine they are a lead of some sort, you go right into your buyer and seller pre-qualification scripts. And I liken this to when you call, let's say you just moved to Dallas, right? And you don't have a dentist in Dallas. You call and you talk to different dentists. What are they asking you? They're asking you about your insurance. 
they're asking you about, you know, maybe your health uh, history. They're, they pre-qualify you from the get-go, and then they do it again when you walk into their office. So it's normal to use pre-qualification scripts, maybe not in real estate, but we're trying to normalize that by coaching you guys on your deals. So I would but say Julie, first I'm a, the script, I'm a, and then, then, then you've got Jules, to get them into your office. But go ahead. Jules, I'm asking you to tell me, you know, you're a gal. If you are out there working right now, real estate, you are a Lone Ranger realtor like a lot of great realtors are, a lot of our great coaching clients are, and you're female, because this is a problem. This is mostly a crime against women. That's what we're seeing right now. Mostly, you know, as but far as don't blow it off if you're a guy either, but mostly, yeah. No, but mostly, okay. So you're in a situation where, you know, you want to be professional. You know, you want to mm-hmm. satisfy, you know, in terms of like showing the properties, you want to satisfy the demands of your seller. You want to do all the things and fulfill sure. all the obligations that you've made. But at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, a victim of crime. So, so yeah. just as if you were, if you had a, a female, well, I'm going to take client. the high road and blame my broker. I'm going to say I have an office. If I have to go down this road, I would say I have an office policy where we meet ever, all new clients in the office. That way, you can see how I work. I'll ask more questions of you so that I can be a great agent for you. Now, I have four o'clock tomorrow available or 10 a.m. Saturday morning, which is best for you. And I'm going to act yeah. like it's the normal thing to do because the weirder you are about it, the weirder they'll be about it. Right. So just have a policy in place. I'm just going to close, yeah, you, close them on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, hold on. What? What? I'm the agent again, right? So is it my fear mm-hmm. at this point that they're just going to call somebody else to to show the house and I'm going to lose that prospective buyer? Isn't that the fear? Well, you, you've got to be okay with that possibility because I'll tell you, when we started doing this, do you remember what we heard a lot? When you ask those questions, they would say, well, I actually, I already have an agent. I'm calling you because they're out of town. I just need to see it today. Well, we'd also get, and this was 15 years ago, right? When, you know, almost 20 years ago. Egad, Julie, 20 years ago. Anyway, so we, <laughs> I know, but we would get, when we started putting that uh, system in place, we would definitely, you, you had some buyers that would kick back and say, well, Dolly Drive Around or, you know, Pop-Tart Paul will be happy to You're the only the one that said and, that they have to meet me. Yeah. Right. But in, yeah, you would lose a certain percent, but who cares? You still have lots of great buyers out there that appreciate the fact that you're going to take a more collaborative counseling approach to finding them the right house than just basically, you know, pop tarting out there and showing them whatever. And guys, also remember, you can, um, you know, obviously get more information from these buyers and then send them MLS listings. Send them. I mean, this all comes back down to bottom line of having minimum standards. Uh, that you will hold yourself to, and if you are in a leadership position, yep. honestly, if I were a broker right now, uh, knowing what's going on right now, I would use the fact that my brokerage has signed this pledge um, and that we're strongly, um, as much as you can, considering agents are independent contractors, but strongly encouraging agents to abide by the terms of the pledge. I would see that as a USP for recruiting other agents. Definitely. In other words, a unique selling proposition. I could see that from an agent, uh, you know, broker agent recruiting perspective, that if my office manager or whatever team leader, or whatever you guys are calling it, the person that does the pro- does the recruiting, you know, if that mm-hmm. person had in their presentation to agents that we do enforce this particular pledge for safety reasons, I can't see or think of it in any situation where that prospective agent for your brokerage wouldn't see you in a better light versus the one down the way that doesn't even recognize that safety is a concern. Do you guys see yeah. how this is well, a different way to think about it? Well, they care about you. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, that, that's okay, it. Okay, so I'm going to throw, again, throw an objection when you're ready from an sure, agent go for standpoint. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. so what if the listing they call on is in, say, Cincinnati, 
but I live between Cincinnati and Columbus, and it's just, you know, they're not going to drive all the way up to my office. Why don't I just go show, you know, this listing's been hanging around a long time. I really want to get rid of it. Why don't, in just this instance, I'll just go down there because they're never going to drive to my office. Well, so there's a bunch of different ways to yeah, handle Starbucks. that. So last, the, the way that's not even an, an option is to uh, obviously go show the property. But if that buyer right. is willing to be pre-qualified with your lender, um, and then maybe an office mm-hmm. visit isn't necessary. So if there's a lender mm-hmm. that you actually trust that is actually able to get real verified information out of that a prospective borrower, uh, then, yeah, maybe in that particular instance you go show the property, assuming you know, Even then you take the a realm. buddy with you. You know, be smart. Yeah, I mean, you could do the whole um, buddy system thing too, but ultimately, the problem with the buddy system is your buddy's a realtor, and realtors, right. for the most part, are not going to be, uh, you know, very versatile with regards to your scheduling. Other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the buddy thing only works; it works yeah. in concept, but some it's like a it's like an agent mastermind. We've tried to organize those before with you guys, right? And it's like it works for the first month or so, then people stop showing up. You know. So, yeah, so anyway, you could have your lender go and be your buddy. There's different options. Just you know, the the only option, as you said, Tim, is to just pop up and do it without any pre-qualification or any knowledge. So yeah. you know, be smart about that. You can also, if you have to, you know, every town pretty much has a Starbucks or a local coffee shop. At least you're meeting and you know, getting to know them, doing a little pre-qualifying there. But I like the idea of, you know, here's the thing: if they're not willing to get pre-qualified financially, what are you doing anyway? Right. Exactly. I mean, if you well, this all, <laughs> so really, this that, all that comes down there. Mm-hmm. This all comes back down to the sickness that's in our industry of, of agents believing that they can build a business working off buyers. You know, that's mm-hmm. really the bottom line. I mean, the, it, right. unfortunately, you guys, a lot of you are still struggling with the concept that basically you have to become listing agents. The fact is, is that the only way to last in this industry, and this saying's been around forever, you know, is you got to list to last, and it's so true. And if you're, and I say sickness because so many of you guys don't know how to list properties. You don't know that, frankly, uh, this is going to raise some eyebrows, but it's true. Working, well, Julie, you said this so elegantly. I'm waiting for you know, this to get reproduced someplace without giving you credit for it. But I mean, working with buyers is manual labor, and working with sellers is mental labor. You know, mm-hmm. working with a seller is a function of having scripts and objection handlers and having a presentation. It's about being a professional. Working with a buyer is about giving away all your free time. Well, I'm preaching to the choir here, I realize, but giving away all your free time. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's manual labor, <laughs> you know, especially yeah. in the type in the parts of the country where I, I remember, oh God, I remember showing houses to real buyers in Ohio mm-hmm. in January and February. Mm-hmm where literally there was so much friggin' snow you couldn't even see the sidewalk. And the, I remember particular houses to this day where the lockbox was like something you'd find uh, frozen, you know, a frozen exactly. Not just frozen shut, it was like a big ice cube. So, yeah, anyway, long, yeah. long story short, opposed to seeing this as some sort of onerous, I'm going to lose transactions type pledge, see this as what it is. The buyers will see you more professionally. Uh, if you're a broker or a team leader of anyone in a leadership position in the industry and you strongly encourage, if not strong arm, or agents not just to take the pledge but abide by it, then you're looking at yourself positioned in the marketplace in a different way than the brokerage down the way that doesn't even really give any, uh, you know, any care whatsoever or concern whatsoever other than the make sure you lock the office door on the way out type concern with regards to safety. Mm-hmm. So see this for what it is, guys. You know, this is an opportunity for you to position yourself as being a true professional. This is also an opportunity for you as if you're, again, an office uh, manager or broker or whatever your position is where you're influencing other agents, where you are also going to 
you know, basically position yourself as more professional. Anybody else that's listening to this, I know there's all kinds of different folks now because we have, you know, so many listens, tens of thousands of listens a month now. There's so many of you out there that are in different levels of influence in our industry, people from National Association of Realtors, I'm thinking about you. I know you guys listen, California Association of Realtors, all those that are in the different brands, Remax, Keller Williams, all the other Century 21s and all the blue companies. You guys, please take this seriously. Make this a major topic for 2015. Um, if you don't want to uh, abide by this particular pledge uh, that – that this guy came up with, then do yourself a favor and come up with your own minimum standard. But as an industry, we have to unite that no more pop-tarting is okay. In other words, we have to rally against the idea of working and just popping over and showing a property without that buyer having passed through some minimum standard of pre-qual. Okay? We cannot allow that to happen anymore. It's uh, just bad all the way around. There's no upside to doing it like that. There's no upside to behaving like that. So please help us get the word out. Your homework from today's radio show, guys, is to what? Share this radio show. Probably, you know, possibly more important than any of our other previous shows this year. This one, I need your help getting the word out. So share it, tweet it, Facebook it, do whatever it takes. Help us get the word out so we can put an end to this really uh, insidious, wave of crime against agents. Help us do that. I really appreciate it. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow's topic is how to overcome the most common buyer and seller objections that you guys hear this time of year because of the holidays. So all the holiday objections that you're hearing right now, we're going to help you overcome those. Have a fantastic day. If you need us for anything, free coaching calls for agents.com, or you can email me directly, coachtimharris at gmail.com, or Julie directly at coachjulieharris at gmail.com. Oh, and thank you for, by the way, making October one of our best months ever for new coaching students. We really appreciate it. I know a lot of you have uh, got to know us through this radio show, and I really appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.